Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi, everyone. It is raining today as I record this, so that's what you're hearing in the background. Since we live in our motor home that we call the Hope Mobile, you get to hear what I hear. A couple of weeks ago in my weekly Word of Hope email, I got quite a few responses, so I thought I would share it here on the podcast along with some of the email replies I received. And the topic of this email was about trading places with your child. One night, a few years ago, Dave got a call from his dad asking him to take him to the ER. He had severe back pains. So they took some tests, and he was sent by medical helicopter to the UW-Madison Hospital, where they discovered a bulging aorta, and they planned to do emergency heart surgery. Now, he was in his 80s, and the surgery ended up being beyond what they could repair. So 14 hours after the phone call of his dad asking him to take him to the emergency room for back pains, my wonderful, loving father-in-law took his last breath with a room full of family members by his side. Now, our lives became a blur for several months after that because not only did we have to plan for this unexpected funeral, but Dave and I were suddenly thrust into 24-7 care of his mom because of her dementia. My father-in-law was her caregiver, and until he died, No one realized how bad the dementia was and how much he was doing for her because after 65 years of marriage, he just wasn't ready to let her go into nursing care without him. We were a bit overwhelmed with all that came with it, like figuring out their finances, starting the process of Dave being her POA, the process of getting her on Medicaid to get her placed somewhere to get the care she needed. That was also the same summer that We sold our house and bought the Hope Mobile, so it wasn't an option for her to move in with us. Watching what Dave had to go through during that time, you know, he had just lost his dad, and then going through all of this process of helping his mom more than once, I literally cried thinking, I don't want to put my kids through this someday. But then I remembered something a friend who lost her only child shared with me earlier, and she commented that losing and grieving the death of our child is sort of like taking on the grief for them, in place of them having to go through grieving our death. It's like we've taken on the pain of their loss, and that means that they will never have to go through the painful grief of losing us from this earth. It's kind of like trading places with them. We're taking the pain of and grief of us losing them instead of them taking the pain and grief of them losing us. And I like that. I like that perspective because at least my daughter Becca will never have to know the pain and grief of the death of her parents or any of her siblings even. We suffered the intense grief for her when she died instead. And all she will know is the joy of standing next to Jesus, welcoming us to our eternal home. That's a crazy thought, isn't it? But it can be a really good one. Let me read some of the email responses I received when I sent out this email. 
Karen said, wow, I never thought of it that way. Ruth says, wow, Laura, this is how I felt about my son. I always felt he wouldn't cope if he lost us, and I also couldn't picture him trying to survive on earth without us. If given the choice, I would still choose to allow him to go first and be safe and happy with Jesus. That's quite the thought, isn't it? Vicki says, I guess I'm not there yet when it comes to looking at my son's loss in this way. I would still trade places with him if I could so that he could be here with his brother, sister, and fiancé. I know how much they miss him. They were supposed to grow old together and raise their families together. He still had a life to live. I've lived mine, and sometimes I wonder why I'm still here. Here's uh, the last response I want to read to you. It's from a dad, and he says, I have thought about that. I would rather be experiencing this crushing pain than have my son experience it because that's what parents do for their kids. We love them beyond anything. I would gladly absorb any pain so that my baby boy, he has facial hair, but that's irrelevant to a dad, won't have to do it. That still leaves us with trying to wade through a life here that I wish I could fast forward through because life on earth feels endless and empty. My wife and I know that Jesus weeps with us and carries us. This was from Peter, and he goes on to say that their son is our son for eternity, is how he puts it. And then he says, actually holding him again will be so wonderful. As you can see, there are several thoughts on this. Some agree and some don't, which is okay. We're all going to feel differently about something like this, and we're all at different places within our grief. Now, when my dad passed, which was the summer after Dave's dad died that I just shared about, it was a huge trigger for me in his funeral for grieving my daughter, Becca. Here it was eight years later, and I cried and wailed more at his casket twice than I did at Becca's. But at Becca's funeral, it was more like a dream. It didn't really seem real. It, I mean, I spoke at her funeral. It was one of those, oh, you're so strong kind of a thing. And then we all know I just fell apart like we all do. But during that period of grieving my dad's death, one morning a song just seemed to flow out of me. And I would like to play it for you right now. There was beauty here until you left, but now it's hard to find. Especially through all the tears I cry. But I know that where you are, there is beauty beyond words. And I am glad for you, at least I try. A lifetime here is not enough for us to be together. So God has made a way for it to be forever. But until that day comes, I won't make it through by letting go. But holding on tight to the memories I treasure, this is not goodbye, I'll see you later. There is just a bridge between us, but the toll is very high. The only way to cross it 
is to die. You went on ahead, there was no choice on when, and I feel left alone to wonder why. A lifetime here is not enough for us to be together, so God has made a This is not goodbye, I'll see you later When it's time for me to pay the toll And cross that same old bridge Those left behind may wonder why But you and I will both be there Together forever Cross. One by one they'll come join us with no more asking why. And finally we'll all be there together forever. Lifetime here is not enough for us to be together. So God has made a way for it to be forever. But until that day comes, I won't make it through by letting go. But holding on tight to the memories I treasure, this is not goodbye, I'll see you later. Together forever. Together forever. Aren't you thankful that God made a way for this separation not to be permanent? No matter who goes first, eventually we will all be there together with no more sickness, no more pain, never to be separated again. We just got back from a national weekend gathering in St. Louis with BPUSA, Bereaved Parents USA, where I was a workshop speaker. And it's always good to see our bereaver friends there each year. And once again, it was wonderful and it was refreshing to be around a bunch of others who get it. We had a vendor table with my books and our Pearls of Hope and also took pre-orders for my CD that is going to be available in a few weeks. We ran a special there for anyone who pre-ordered the CD for $10, also received a free My Grief Journey book. And Dave and I decided to continue that special here while we're back at home for, Dave and I decided to continue that special for the next 10 days. Just go to gpshope.org and click on the store tab uh, with the books and CDs. We'll also put a link to that in the show notes. 
The title song of the CD is called Together Forever, which is the song we just played for you. There are seven songs total on the CD. One is a song that I have sung since high school, and it's kind of like my life's theme song. It's called Jesus Never Fails. Another one is a song that Becca wrote that is actually etched on the back of her tombstone, and it's called Before the Throne, which obviously that's where she is now. And then there are four other songs on the CD, and they are ones that I wrote. One is called I Keep Walking, Still Waiting, You Are, and the song I Remember Well, which is the song played during the birthday segment. So speaking of the birthday segment, let's go ahead and get into that, and I will share this week's birthdays. Christopher Hotch was born on August 10th and is forever 31. Miracle Valentina Harvison was born on August 12th and is forever two and a half months. Rebecca Blakeoak was born on August 14th and is forever 20. Joshua Egloff was born on August 15th and is forever 22. Aaron Treblehorn was born on August 16th and is forever 21. Jeremy Bornemeyer was born on August 16th and is forever 32. We celebrate with these families the day these children came into the world because we know that our child's birthday will always, always be a special day for us. If you would like to have your son or daughter's birthday shared with the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope listeners, just go to gpshope.org slash birthdays. There's just a little form there to fill out, put in the information and submit it. And I would be honored to share your son or daughter the week of his or her birthday. Before I wrap up this episode, at the start, I mentioned that this was based on a weekly Word of Hope email that I sent out recently. If you would like to join over a thousand other parents who received this email, just go to gpshope.org hope and let me know you want to be added. We don't share the list with anyone. I don't spam you with all kinds of other emails. You and your email are safe with us and you can unsubscribe anytime through a link on the bottom of each email if you no longer want to receive it. Just because I'm happy for Becca and I'm glad she isn't going through some of the crappy things that we're going through here doesn't mean I don't miss her. I still cry for sure at times and the pain can come rushing back. I have lots of bittersweet events that make me wish she was here. One of them just happened recently. Her daughter, who was nine when she passed away, just graduated high school. We didn't get to go. They had limited seating. We had to watch online. And I cried through the whole thing. It's a good thing there was limited seating and I couldn't go. But obviously one of the reasons I was crying was because if Becca was still here, we would have been there in person. We would have been one of the sets of grandparents that got tickets and seating to go. And since we're kind of on the fringes now, as far as, you know, her dad and her stepmom and, and those sets of grandparents, we didn't get to go. And so, like I said, I cried through the whole thing. It, it still hurts. But since there's nothing I can do to change the fact that my daughter left this earth before I did, I might as well find ways to be okay with it. Instead of wallowing in my depression of what she is missing, I will continue 
to be happy for her within those tears of missing her. And I hope that if you're not there yet, you will get to this place also and sooner rather than later. Until next week, remember to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.